Prepare your heart to be moved by God through the preaching and teaching of His Word as delivered at Truth Gatherer's Dream Center Church. Check out the second chapter. Verse 9 is our focus. As God has been trying to prepare our church for some of the greatest hours of our day. This whole series that God has dropped in my spirit is a series that is designed to not just preach to us, to encourage our faith, to stir us emotionally, mentally, spiritually, spiritually and individually, but this series, The Upgrade, in some way, in some form or shape, is going to carry out the rest of the year as God does his best to bring us all back on track to some things he wants us to do for his kingdom. And so God has given us the focus, say The Upgrade. Everybody say The Upgrade. The Upgrade. I want to try to open this message up because I've been trying to preach this sermon for the last three weeks and so uh, part one I didn't get a chance to preach part one and so I just titled it what God did in the service and I just called part one increase our capacity because I believe it's the day of possession I don't believe we go through storms to come out empty And there has to be a people who come out of turmoil and storm and say, I want my destiny. I haven't gone through pain, pressure to come out empty, half-baked, half-done. I come out, I I went through to have what God wants me to have. I have not waited this long, been on the potter's wheel this long been through trials, ups and downs to come through what I've come through and not materialize what God wants me to have. Rather than backing away from the warfare and asking God to get rid of our enemies, we're asking God to increase our capacity. We're not backing down from the fight. We're not backing down from the giants that's in our land, Numbers 13. We're not backing down from what we face. We're asking God, increase us for what we're called to be. We're not saying God change our destiny because we're too weak right now. We're not asking God to take our gifts away and change our calling because we're tripping and slipping and dipping. No, we're asking God, give me more of you so I can do what you called us to do. That's part one. And part two, uh, I tried to preach again this, this sermon, and so I had to title it What the Spirit Says. And part two is titled Any Day Now. God wanted us, even as we begin to talk about change and the upgrade, God want us to live on the edge. I had to figure where I was going to go. God want us to live on the edge. Live on the edge with an expectation that says any day now. Tell your neighbor, say any day now. God want us to live and approach our life on the edge that we are living with such faith and expectation that we're just saying any day now. Meaning if trouble decides to even show up in my life, it may be invited to my party because God's going to bless me any day now. Even if I go through the valleys or the shadows of death, I'm not going to fear any evil because he's with me and I just believe that he's going to prepare a table right in the presence of my enemy so my enemy can show up all he want to but I'm living with the edge in my faith that makes me say any day now these are the messages I believe God tried to put in our spirit 
as we try to walk through what is called the upgrade. I want to preach this message, not just better. Everybody say, not just better, but latter. Not just better, but latter. In the book of Haggai, the first chapter, God is really trying to seek to get his people back on track. He's trying to get people back moving again. What had happened, the people had started to rebuild the temple of God. And in the midst of being re rebuilding the temple of God, they were taken away from their land and was removed from their progress. And then they returned back to their land. But when they returned back to their land, they did not pick up from where they first left off. So they come back to Jerusalem, their place of promise, they're back to where God has called them to be, but they're not doing the things God called them to do. What they're doing is now they're going back to build their own houses and now they're focused about only their things. They're not focused on God's things, they're focused on their things. And they begin to go back and build up their houses, build up their families. But God's house, God's work, God's destiny lied in the same place from whence they started. So it's not like starting from scratch. It's starting from where you left off. It's not like starting from a beginning. It's starting from where you stopped and had progress. I believe this book of Haggai is so important right now because truth of the matter for the body of Christ, the body of Christ in many forms got stuck along with the world. We must be honest that the pandemic affected us. We must be honest that having to go to our homes and our houses and to protect our children and loved ones affected us. We must be honest that it still is something to manage and monitor this very day. Just like we, uh, just like we are going through our resurgence and our coming back to some things, this is what was happening to the children of Israel in the book of Haggai. They were off track, and when, when they were off track, they had got comfortable where they were. Uh, this morning, I know there are some of you who are still practicing safety, and that's fine. I have no problems with that. But there are some folks who have just gotten comfortable on the couch. I'm I don't have a problem with those who are practicing safety and feel from a health perspective they need to be online but some of you know I'm talking to you this morning that's not your mindset you have gotten comfortable where you are and God has come to move people from being just comfortable because God had something he wants out of you and I. Can I be very frank and be very honest? Your life is not your own. It's one of the hardest phrases that many of us have to grasp for our lives. We get in this world, we see the fine cars, we see the homes, we see the ability to grow, have dividends and stocks, the, the ability to be somebody, to love somebody, to come into relationship, to go different places, to travel the world. But the mature person recognizes that they have been sent to the earth by God. And God has already determined what you should do and what you should accomplish. The mature person. Now the person who ain't quite yet mature, tell somebody I've been there. 
and I'll have my days. Come on, I need y'all to be honest. I've been there and I have my days. But the person who have not quite matured are still trying to live their life in God's earth. They're still trying to get God to do their things instead of his things. Can I unhook some of y'all? The fastest way to a blessing is to get in the will of God. The fastest way to destiny is to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and the Bible declares and all these things you ought to know your Bible what things land houses what you gonna wear what you gonna eat everything concerning your life comes together when you seek first say right somebody say first first the kingdom of God God has to be numero uno in our lives and God has tried to shift the children of Israel from just worrying about their things to start worrying about his things and so one of the things they begin to say to the prophet Haggai because the prophet Haggai was used to get the people out of the state they were in in verse in chapter 1 as he brought the word of the Lord that said God is ready for you to rebuild and get back on track they begin to say to the prophet Haggai they said prophet Haggai um, it's not time to rebuild it's not time. It's the time is not right. It's, it's not time to rebuild. And the truth of the matter is, sometimes we try to tell God what time it is. We try to tell God what we should be doing right now at this point in our lives. We try to tell God, matter of fact, sometimes we get so bold in who we think we are and where we're going, we start telling God what he should be doing for us right now. And when you have to spend most of your time telling God what he should be doing, you already know you out his will. You already know you're not, oh, you're not thinking like he's thinking. Because trust me, when you didn't know what to do for yourself, it was God that brought you to where you are when you couldn't help yourself so how do you feel that you just a little much better than you were two years ago that you have the capacity now to tell God what time it is but that's how we do in our human nature we start to try to tell God what he should be doing how he should be doing it and then God almost becomes a puppet on a string we try to tell God where to go and what time he needs to be there and God you late you should have showed up yesterday and God been trying to tell you I don't want made you I know what I'm doing I got this thing in control the thing I need you to do is get on assignment what I called you to do these people sat and told the prophet it ain't time to get back to rebuilding how you know what time it is you didn't even know that the enemy had a hit out on your life you didn't even see the danger that was coming your way but God blocked it and how you gonna tell God what time it is but the nerve of our human nature will bold up in our little education will bold up in our little study and research we did and try to tell a God that sits high and looks low that knows everything what time it is we'll try to tell God where I should be right now you know God how old I am you know here I was 19 years old and I'm telling God God it's time for me to go to college it's time for me to do this and it's time for me to do that you know and I, and I already told y'all my testimony I came to college to be a DJ and throw parties and I told man this was my time to act a fool that's what I was saying and God I'll say this again for somebody who really need to hear it God said you thought you was gonna make it through cutting a fool 
the devil would have took your life and cut your life short you thought you had your life all planned out on what direction you can go in as if there was so much mercy on the road that you had you thought you can plan see what we think is we can jump off base and get back and not get tagged out and God told me you thought you can cut the fool the devil would have knocked your behind out talk about throwing parties and cutting the fool on campus and doing all this kind of stuff I wanted to do he said no 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 you would have never made it he said but I'm gonna tell you what night time it is I'm 19 years old he said it's time to preach 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 ain't trying to preach God I just finally got a little fuzz at the bottom of my chin I've been waiting on this thing to grow man it's time to do something my voice just got a tad bit deeper it's time to do something God said yeah it's time to surrender it's time you need for you to give me your life we don't know what time it is God holds the time in his hands we get lost in life trying to keep up with time <laughs> we get lost in destiny trying to keep up with time and it's what these people have done they kept telling the prophet ain't the right time and when you tell God it's not the right time what you end up doing what happens to the best of us is called pro procrastination procrastination we end up procrastinating about it because we keep telling God we're in favor of doing it tomorrow we're in favor not doing it now but God I'm gonna do it but I'm gonna do it tomorrow God I'm gonna obey you but guess what I'm gonna when I'm gonna guess when I'm gonna obey you Lord tomorrow God you're good I ought to obey you but guess what I'm gonna obey you God I got you tomorrow today leave me alone today back off me today let me do what I do today let me hang with who I hang with today let me connect who I connect with but tomorrow some of y'all know what I'm talking about especially if you've been in church two days especially you've been to Sunday school and Bible study you know how we do we push God off we know God is good we know God want us to be saved we know how it is some of us grew up in the church and we kept knowing every time they sing the songs at the end of the service come to Jesus come to Jesus come to Jesus just now some of y'all don't know that come to Jesus come to Jesus just now he will say how long you gonna sing that song won't you quit it cause I'm tired of being convicted I'm tired of dodging y'all don't know y'all know about no real anointed service a real anointed service when you ain't saved and you go you feel like whoa I got away Y'all ain't never been to no real anointed service. Real anointed service, you got like, oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus, I almost got delivered today. Lord, have mercy. I got out of there. Oh, my God. A real, oh, my God. They sing that three more times. My God. Please, mother, don't sing it no more. He will say, <laughs> y'all ain't know what I'm talking about. you know how it is we find ourselves dodging God trying to tell God I'll do it tomorrow but God is trying to talk to us about something called the upgrade but he needs you to start recognizing who you are and the timetable of your life let me finish my story because here I am 19 years old and I'm saying God not now I'm 19 God says it's time for you to preach you've been dodging this for years for years, I was playing the drums, and, and it was good for me. Made, getting paid to play drums, playing for choirs and groups and all kind of stuff. And while I'm back there playing drums, 
while the preacher preaching, I'm critiquing his preaching. Yeah, I'm critiquing all the preaching he preaching. Come on, man. Stay at that verse one more time, man. You move from it too fast. You know, you know, you know, just critiquing, you know. Critiquing everybody, critiquing all the kind of stuff. Ain't doing nothing. And that's how sometimes people are. When they know they got a gift in the calling, they can critique everybody, but you ain't showed up to dear George yet. You can critique everybody what they doing, but you ain't stepped in the place yet. But yeah, you do know, I know. And ever how you know, I just know, yeah, you gifted, but you ain't said yet. You talented, but you ain't said yes. You called, you got a calling on your life, but you ain't gave yourself over to God yet. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost pushing me right now. I feel him pushing me. That's where I was 19 years old saying, God, I can't do this. You know, I'm 19. God, I can't do this. And then I sat in my calling and started preaching. Hallelujah. I started preaching, played the drums. And sometimes I would play the drums, the anointing to preach would come on me while I prayed the drums. I said the anointing would preach. And I would play them drums so hard. <laughs> Hallelujah. Because the anointing would preach would come on me. My pastor recognized there was a calling on me. And I told this story before, but it's too funny. He caught me in the restroom, using the restroom. He, I was using the restroom. I don't know about this. You ever come into the, uh, to the, the arena of somebody who's like a giant who you respect, their demeanor, their the, the personhood the, and here it is I'm using the restroom my, my, my pastor comes in and I'm like Lord I gotta get out of here washing my hands trying to get out of there hallelujah and he said hey brother he said hey brother I'm like hey pastor God bless you he said no 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 brother no 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 not quite he said brother when you gonna accept your calling I'm like I can't even use the restroom without the pastor coming in there. And, and he, when you gonna, when you gonna accept your calling, brother? I said, me. He said, well, yeah, who else? It's just, it's just you. Who else? And, and he said, I said, pastor, not me. He said, not you. You're not called to preach. No, sir, I ain't called to preach. And I said, no, I ain't called to preach. Now, I knew I was. Forgive me, Jesus. I said, I knew I was. He said, you called? I said, no, sir, no, sir, I'm not called to preach. He said, all right, because I don't call nobody to preach. He said, but when the Lord call you, come see me. He walked down. I said, man. He walked down to that thing. And it just seemed like as clockwork after I talked to him and he talked to me, God wouldn't leave me alone. It seemed like I couldn't come to church without God messing with me. It seemed like I couldn't go nowhere with somebody prophesying about me. And when you get in that season that it's time for you to do a turnaround, you can't hide in the club. I'm coming through. You can't hide. You can go to Atlanta. And when you get to Atlanta, somebody would cross to look at you and say God loves you somebody when somebody you don't know they'll look at you and say God's calling you I tried running I tried hiding I tried I tried and I found myself unsuccessful trying to miss the timing of God can I park one second and say I don't care how much you fight against God let me encourage you don't miss the time of God and although you get frustrated and you sometimes don't want to submit don't miss the time of God here I am 19 years old and God knocking at my door to come preach and then I'm saying no Lord it ain't time yet then that one no, let me tell you, let me tell this story I think I'm helping somebody uh, and then after that I was like, okay Lord I accept the call to preach I'm learning to deal with that that's enough for me right now that's enough y'all that was enough for me the reason that was enough because it changed my whole life it started modifying my behaviors I no longer can go to all the singings and midnight musicals that was real hot back in the day when I was in Tallahassee that was real, real hot in Miami it was hot midnight musicals everybody go to bed all the older people go to bed and the young people just wrecked the church at midnight 
midnight at midnight just wreck the church from like 12 to 3 a.m. in the morning sing songs shout and dance praise God and live a shabby life hallelujah you ain't saying nothing oh my God you have a shabby life oh shout you down these three ushers but live a shabby life oh I was there and God was like I'm gonna pull you out of that stuff I'm gonna clean you up I'm working on something this morning I'm gonna pull you out of that I'm gonna pull you out out of the form of godliness and I'm gonna pull you into the power of relationship and he pulled me to the side he said you can't go you got to quit playing for them what people call me Joe can you play man I can't play what you busy no God got me on another path God got me on another journey why because now I had to start studying now I had to start getting ready to teach and preach not that I was preaching every Sunday because I was still on the drums but you got to get ready for your day you got to get ready for your promotion you can't be distracted really y'all don't understand what God why you bother me now see you think you can get ready all the time in a hurry and everybody can tell when you get ready in a hurry everybody can tell when you ain't been preparing yourself and your blessing come because a person who went on told I'm gonna be to your house at 7 p.m. but you playing around la da la da da and at 7 p.m. when I hung the horn at your house here you come with one shoe off sir halfway tucked out because you wasn't getting ready when it was time to get ready I'm trying to prophesy to some of y'all y'all been wondering when my change gonna come it's on the way but it's time to get ready ah, tell somebody it's time to get ready and God had to make me ready for this change. God said, no, it's time for you to get yourself purged and cleansed. It's time for me to work on changing you. And let me tell you something about change. We may act like change is easy, but change is often very difficult. Yeah, yeah. Because some things that we do, we enjoy. I know the old testimony that says, Father, I want to thank you for delivering me from a miserable life of sin. Well, for some of us, it wasn't all that miserable. Because <laughs> if it was all that miserable, we wouldn't have stayed there so long. If it was all that miserable, we wouldn't have kept going back to it. And there's something about the flesh. Oh, don't play around with this. There's something about sin and flesh that is pleasurable. Otherwise, the enemy wouldn't have us so long. Otherwise, the enemy wouldn't tie us up so long. So I just said, God, forget that. I'm not trying to claim that everything was miserable. But whatever you say, do, that's what I'm going to do. Whatever you say, go, that's where I'm going to go. So change is not always easy. Sometimes change is very difficult. You'll be amazed on how many of us I can even get stuck in dysfunction. And sometimes you wonder why people live in dysfunction. You can clearly see that they're in dysfunction, but they live in dysfunction. Why? Because they have wrapped their emotions around dysfunction. They've learned to pacify certain things and say, it's just okay. I can deal with it. And that's why it's so sometimes difficult to change because our emotions and our minds become wrapped and embedded into the things we've been through. And there are times even when we are not functioning properly or dysfunctional that we can okay dysfunction. If you're not careful, your, 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 your emotions will say it's fine that I'm always broke. 
Your emotions will say, it's fine that I have to beg every two months. Come on, your emotions will say, this is just this what I do. But when you start unwrapping yourself from dysfunction, you start saying, no, 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 I'm going to pay my bills and I'm going to pay them on time. <laughs> I got, I'm tired of calling. I don't know who I'm talking to, but God's trying to deliver somebody from dysfunction. I'm tired of having to, having to call somebody to bail me out every other month. <laughs> Come on, I know about going through seasons where you need help, but your season can't be a lifetime now. You can't be going through for five and four years come on now we all go through seasons where we need assistance and support but some of this is just going on too long it's not a season it's the fun dysfunction and we gotta call it what it is oh i've been through there where somebody needed to help me so i'm not trying to say we don't need to ask for help but sometime in our spirit we gotta rise up and say i'm gonna learn to pay my own bills i'm gonna learn how to do my own stuff i'm gonna learn how to take care of my own self and we got to get up out of being lazy I'm coming down we got to get up from being lazy because somebody else is getting up to go get that check somebody else is sacrificing to go get that money when are you going to make a change that you can sacrifice to Oh God, come on, that's one of the reasons I try, my kids are good, but I use an example, I try not to let my kids complain uh, too much, because they don't have anything that they bought themselves, glory to God, not anything, not anything, a person that don't have anything that they bought themselves ought to be quiet, oh y'all ain't saying nothing, I said a person that don't have anything that they bought themselves ought to be quiet. Hey Amen. You can talk a little bit, but don't get too emotional because you don't get up every morning and go work. You don't do all of this stuff that I have to do yet. Wait, wait, hold up a little bit. You got grown emotions, but don't have grown work. You got grown perspective, but you don't have grown work. Wait a minute. You're confusing me. I ain't seen you. I ain't seen you now. Yeah. Hallelujah. I can handle a little bit of perspective. I can handle a little bit of conversation. I don't know who I'm talking to today. I'm, on, I'm somewhere in the spirit. Maybe somebody in their home where a child is talking too much. You better keep your child. I don't know. I'm not talking to somebody. I know I am. Your child's talking too much. I'm good with conversation. But you shouldn't be conversating that much. All this work these parents around here doing, trying to make a living, trying to support, trying to push. You ought to wake up and say, thank you, mama. You ought to wake up and say, thank you, daddy. You ought to say, thank you grandmama you ought to be happy you ought to put your arms around your parents come on we better teach our children how to respect work we better teach our children how do we honor what we do come on and some of us parents better start trying to make it look easy you know what you had to go through to be who you are today sit down and tell them children how you had to go to work being frustrated you ain't have the choice all the time to call in sick because you wasn't feeling well because you didn't like somebody at work and now because you didn't like somebody at work you ain't going to work no more you better get your act together talk about you ain't going to school because somebody looked at you funny don't you know i love you don't you know your daddy love you don't you know your grandma gold love you you better get yourself together and go to that school and if you have a problem just call me if you have a problem just call me i ain't saying nothing but you got to know how to give your kids confidence they got no chance going back to school because somebody don't like them I don't know who I'm talking to today let me pause as a pastor I just have never heard let me hear this I just never have seen if we're not careful 
Let me, this pastor, I got to get the pastor, y'all. Uh, if we're not careful, the next generation is going to get weaker and weaker. If we don't be careful, the, the next generation will become weaker and weaker because we have not taught them how to successfully navigate their emotions through things of life. You can't just wish away everything. You can't even just cancel culture away from everything. You can't even necessarily protest everything away. Yes, you ought to protest. Yes, you ought to stand up. Yes, you ought to expose. But everything not going away because you got to cancel culture. You got going away because everybody don't like you you got to learn how to function when in the face of your enemy you got to learn how to function you can't go in depression because somebody called you a bad name you can't go in depression because somebody don't like you you can't be going to sadness you can't function not functioning your gifts because somebody picking on you if we're not careful, we're going to build a weak generation. And we got to make sure our children know they got our support while they function in a world like this. Am I reaching somebody? Hallelujah. I don't know why I'm pausing. Maybe I'm pausing for two or three people. Because even when our kids go to work, go to school, I let my children know, like, now, you're not to go to school. I don't know who I'm talking to, but I know I got the Holy Ghost. I, I, I said, you are not to go to school and be no bully and pick on nobody. Because if you do that, you, you got to deal with me. Because you ain't going to no school picking on nobody. No, no, you ain't doing that. And number two, you ain't going to school and nobody picking on you so you got to remember you got a daddy and a mama at the house hallelujah and if you got some things going on come home and talk to us about it don't go in the room and feel like you ain't got no life don't go in the room and feel like you need to kill yourself come on and commit suicide I got to talk like this we're living in a day and time where our children value the words of other people outside of our house greater than the people who are in their house come on you got to look your children in the eye and tell them you're somebody get your emotions straight oh you're somebody I love you I don't care what they say I love you and you better learn how to hold your head up high I tell y'all the story my daddy gave me some confidence one day I came in the house crying about what I was going through on the outside my daddy was mad he was fiery heart mad and my dad is a pretty silent guy he don't often get mad so when he get mad it's a special occasion and he was mad that day I came in the house huffing and puffing and crying about all these people who bothered me and all these people who do, do, do. my daddy got so mad and said boy don't you ever come home talking about who love you and who don't who this and who that he said boy get yourself together because what I decided about it I wasn't going to go outside I'm talking to somebody I'm talking to a parent that need to talk to their child about their emotion I'm talking to somebody I'm walking through it and God, God and my, my dad said boy don't you ever because I I, I, I wouldn't even go outside. Boy, why you ain't going outside anymore? I'm fine, Daddy. I just want to color. I'm fine, Daddy. I just want to play with Transformer. No, no, no. Something ain't right. What's going on out there? Something ain't right. That's not your normal pattern. That's not your normal behavior. We know we can't keep you from the outside. Something going on. What the truth of the matter is, they've been bothering me. I don't want to go outside now. My dad said, boy, get your act together. You ain't going to let nobody run your life. Because if that's the case, you're never going to get to your destiny. If that's the case you're never going to get to your promise because there's going to always be somebody telling you ain't tall enough you ain't good enough you ain't pretty enough you ain't handsome enough 
there's always going to be a devil in your ear telling what you can't have and what you can't possess you didn't grow up on the right side of the tracks you come from a single mother home and all these other things that the devil will try to tell you my daddy said boy you better get yourself together you better not ever come in this house with somebody taking away your confidence with somebody taking away your esteem and boy I can't tell you what I did but I went out that house and I never came back in the house crying again I can't tell you what I did pray for me but I tell you that when I went out that house I was something else to deal with why because my daddy told me what I can do because my daddy told me what I can have because my daddy told me who I could be and when I went out that house I can't tell you everything I did but no when I came back in the house I had a few bruises but I was fine I had a few scars but I was fine I had a limp a day or two but I was fine but one thing I know I believe what my daddy says and I believe somebody need to get your confidence back in check somebody need to get their esteem back in check somebody say God is me God is me let me try to get through here thank you sir because the upgrade requires you to get your emotions together that's why I parked there for a minute I'm not a part see I'm different from the man who comes in from California and only gonna preach for an hour or two I'm different I'm your pastor so I park and I say, I don't worry about finishing my sermon certain type of ways why because I'll be here next week <laughs> amen see when you get off the plane at 8 o'clock and come preach at 10 you got to holler and scream but after that you you, you gone but see I'll be here next week and if I don't hit these points today guess what see me next week ah comes your pastor I'm going to walk with you this I'm going to talk with you this I'm not an evangelist come hit you and inspire you and I'm gone that's his job to come and inspire he gone he gone to the next project next uh, next itinerary event but I'm the pastor I got to make sure you can make it through this and God want to get our emotions together for the upgrade say God I'm getting my emotions together get our emotions together for the upgrade I'm gonna be finished right here go to Luke 5 I'm in right here I'm done I got more to say but I'm not saying it. Luke 5 go to Luke 5 verse 1 verse 1 through 6 I'm gonna finish right here yep I'm done. Sure it is. Luke 5. Verse 1 through 6. I want you to see something about emotions. I want you to get ready for the upgrade, which means change. It means getting to your purpose. I titled it, Not Just Better. God wants to make us better, but God wants us to get to ladder. Ladder signifies the purpose in which we were born. You can be better and never get to promise. So we don't just want to be better and not get to promise. We want to get to ladder. Ladder means the thing that he has designed from heaven. Luke 5, 1, 6, verses 1 through 6, and I'm praying right after that. It says, and it came to pass as the people pressed upon him, Jesus, to hear the word of God. He stood by the lake of Gennesaret. And he saw two ships standing by the lake. But the fishermen were gone out of them. And were washing their nets. So this looked like the end of a thing. Fishermen were gone out of their boats, washing their nets. We done. That's what you do at the end of the day as a fisherman, washing our nets. Anything tangled in it, I'm washing my nets. It also signifies I'm washing my hands. I'm out of this. I'm done. I'm finished. 
and he entered in one of the ships which was Simon's and he prayed ask him that he would thrust out a little from the land and he sat down on the ship of Simon and taught the people out of the ship I want you to see this people cleaning their nets saying we through Jesus sees Simon's Peter boat he said hold a minute Simon let me use your boat so I can talk to these people Jesus taught out of his ship verse 4 and now we had left speaking finished his teaching ministry the people are standing on the shore Jesus in the ship he says unto Simon Simon launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a drought a catch Simon answering unto him master I don't know where you've been I put a little added piece in here you can see what the scripture says this is what I'm saying master I don't know where you've been but we have toiled all night long and have taken nothing just to update you Jesus I know you just got on this boat and uh, I let you use my boat to teach and preach people preach to people from my boat but uh, I've been out here a while I've been doing this already and uh, I'm tired I'm tired because I've been fishing and I ain't caught nothing <laughs> oh, I've just talked to somebody lift your hands I felt the anointing right there hey Jesus I'm tired I've been fishing but I ain't caught nothing I've been trying but I hadn't got what I wanted I put forth the effort but I hadn't seen what I'm believing for so I've taken nothing but nevertheless at thy word I will let down the net here it is hands lifted this is why I believe God wants us to be you got to have a nevertheless I don't care what your emotions are I don't care if you're tired I don't care if you are frustrated you got to have a nevertheless when God speaks to you about destiny I don't care how confused you are I don't care how distraught you are I don't care what you've been through you got to have a nevertheless you got to have a thing when God speaks to you you got to say God if you said it I'm going God if you're calling me I'm coming God I'm tired I'm frustrated God I'm even mad at my own self because some of our delays ain't about people it was our disobedience it was our fear but God I'm not even gonna allow my emotions to take me out of what's ahead I'm not gonna allow my emotions to make me cave into my experience and I'm telling you, you can't even allow your former experiences to keep you out of what God is calling you to do he said nevertheless I don't want you to miss how strong it is to be able to say nevertheless at that word somebody who's tired frustrated he's still able to say nevertheless at thy word I will let down the net I'm gonna end right here and when he had done this I had to get you to see this because I believe many of you need to be encouraged about what God's about to call you to do in the upgrade and it is in verse 6 and when they had done this done what said nevertheless and let down that net. when they tried again when they obeyed God when they moved forward with God they enclosed a great multitude of fishes and their net break. When they had obeyed, when they had done this, everything changed for the better. Will you stand on your feet? I'm done for the day. I'm trying to get you to the place of surrender because I understand change is not always easy. In Luke 5, Jesus is changing Peter. I don't want you to miss being caught up with the natural blessing of the fish. God was changing Peter mentally God was showing Peter how to push through 
his emotions. God was showing Peter how to persevere. God was showing Peter how to change for the better under pressure and not to allow pressure to cave him in. And don't allow pressure to make you somebody you had never been called to be. Don't you allow pressure to make you somebody you ain't called to be. If you're not careful, pressure will, will, will make you surrender and now you bitter and you angry. Some people talk to you and they say, some people, uh, uh, when they talk about you to people, they say, you know, you know Joe? Yeah, I know Joe. He's just nice. What? Not the same Joe you talking about? Joe Davis talking. Man, that boy's so mean. It's time for us to have consistent reputation. But emotions will make you all types of people. People don't know who they get in some days. People don't know who you still mad about two years ago. And I'm not trying to say that. And God has taught me sensitivity. What happened two years ago was real. It was real. What happened five years ago was real. But rather than just being the product of what you've been through. How about saying God is healing me. If I'm not healed. There's another thing God's been teaching me too. If I'm not healed, at least I'm healing. Well, y'all ain't catching me because sometimes coming from where you've been is a progress and a process. And we can't act like everybody, it happens for like that. Sometimes God can get you to, let me say it this way, God can get you from point A to point B like that or like that. He's still going to get you there. He can get you there he can move you from Monday to Sunday or he can take you from Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So you're still going to get there. So we have to admit that some people are in our midst and they're healing. They're not healed yet, but they're healing. But I want you to have a mindset that I refuse to allow what I've been through to take away my destiny. God wants me to help you fight in your emotions if you're going to get back to work if you're going to get to ladder this promise you got to fight through your with your emotions you got to tell yourself i'm going to be lovable i'm going to love people i'm not going to walk in bitterness lift your hands i feel the anointing one thing i've learned over my years of pastorship and preaching as god has changed my style a few times I've learned to just let him use me. And I feel all kind of stuff right now. Like I feel somebody getting healed from bitterness right now. I feel somebody getting healed from angry, anger right now. Uncontrolled anger make you say some things you ain't supposed to say, do some things you ain't supposed to do. Go someplace you want to go. It'll make you try to prove something you don't need to be proven. Anger. Anger will make you uh, have conversations that post to last two minutes end up lasting three days because you're still angry and God is trying to heal you in your emotions and your perspective God is trying to heal you in your perspective and your emotions Father I'm praying even those online God is healing and moving out bitterness and moving out frustration because God's going to get you to the place he's called you to be God's going to get you to the place called ladder not just ladder but ladder the place of promise and I wanted to make sure that although I'm preaching and trying to raise the standard because I believe this is the season we got to raise standards 
but we got to get into a place that we still are able to minister to their human needs and we touch humanity because that's the gift of Christ is that he was able to touch the human needs yet push us to the place of destiny father I've obeyed your word I've obeyed your word and I'm talking to hundreds and thousands of people who will hear this message and are listening right now who are called to this place called the upgrade a place of improvement a place of enhancement a place of tenacity of the emotions a place of increased capacity a place of getting back on assignment getting out of excuses coming out of dysfunction and moving into the place of purpose father we pray for those who are emotionally spent emotionally spent they don't have any more to give they feel give it back to them pour back into them they feel they don't have to give their heart been broken they don't feel i don't have no i don't have nothing to give nobody else I'm not going to love nobody else. I'm tired. Huh? They've been an emotional spent, but God's going to give it back to you in this season. Hands lifted. God said God's going to give it back to you. You've been emotionally spent, and you could, be, you could have been emotionally bankrupt to give yourself in companionship and love and respect for five years. You could have been living on bankrupt. But God said, I'm about to move you out of that place, and I'm going to restore it, your soul. Oh, I'm going to restore your emotions. I'm going to restore your perspectives. I'm going to restore your energies. I'm going to restore your flavor. I'm going to make you salty again. When I mean salty, I'm talking about I'm give you back your flavor. I'm going to give you back your joy. So Father, we're praying right now. We're praying for everybody listening. We're praying that we're moving to this place called the upgrade. I want you to lift your hands and just begin to say, God, yes, I'm moving. Everybody listening say, God, yes, I'm moving. Come on, just say, yes, I'm moving. Come on, I want you to say it because I want you to understand we all got a place of stubbornness. We all got a place of reluctancy. I'm going to say, come on, say it again. God. Yes, God, I'm moving. Yes, God, I'm moving. Yes, God, we're moving. Even online, type it in. I'm, yes, God, we're moving. Come on, we're moving. We're moving. We're going. We're moving. Yeah. So, Father, today we even pray for those who haven't accepted Christ in their, as Jesus, Lord, in their life. We're praying for you. If you're listening, I want you to accept Christ today. If you're listening, you say, Pastor, I've, I've, I'm here today, but I need to turn my life over to Jesus. I want you to do it right now. I want you to say, today is my day. I want you to say, Jesus, heal me. Jesus, forgive me of my sin. Jesus, wash me in the blood. Jesus, cleanse me from my iniquity. Jesus, cleanse me. Wash me. Purify me. Let your blood cleanse me. You died on the cross. Come on, if you need to be saved, you ought to be saying it with me, whether you're in person or online. You ought to be saying, God, come into my life. Forgive me. You paid the price for my sins. I can't pay the price. You already paid it. I want to be your son. I want to be your daughter. Come into my heart. Renew me. Cleanse me. Hallelujah. Come in right now. Make me new. Make me whole again. Cause me to give up anything I'm holding on to God I'm praying right now for that person he'll come in and help you give up he'll help you surrender he'll help you think more of him and less of you he'll help you I'm a witness he'll help you give it up he'll help you surrender he's your help that's why you're coming to him right now he'll help you and I'm praying for you right now even as you're accepting Christ that is coming into your life and making you whole in Jesus' name, when everybody clap your hands, give God praise. Come on, everybody. We hope you've been blessed by this fresh word from Truth Gatherers Dream Center Church. 
Pastor Joseph Davis and the congregation invite you to join them. You can find more information by following them on social media. Just look up Truth Gatherers Dream Center Church. And we pray that God will bless you richly and abundantly in the coming days, knowing that He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him.